Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, Israel says it found the body of a second hostage near Gaza's largest hospital. As President Biden tells Qatar, which is leading negotiations, the need to get the hostages released is urgent. Here are tonight's headlines. The UN calling for access to Al-Shifa Hospital to vet Israel's claims that Hamas was using the grounds as a command post. The Israeli military tell us this isn't just any tunnel. This tunnel has connected to power, and they believe that there's far more of these across this entire hospital. Breaking news, a shooting at a New Hampshire hospital. The developing information just coming in. Fallout tonight for X. Major companies pulling ads on the social media platform and the White House condemning Elon Musk's endorsement of an anti-Semitic post. The new details. Airlines are preparing for record numbers of Thanksgiving flyers and the holidays nearly a week away. And we go on the road to meet a couple who proves it's never too late to find love. He told me he was dedicated to making this a happy marriage. Who could ask for more? and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We begin tonight with the war in Gaza, where Israeli troops conducted a floor-by-floor search inside Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza for a third day. And airstrikes continued tonight on Hamas targets across the territory. The IDF says it recovered the body of a second female hostage who was kidnapped in the early hours of the October 7th attack. The 19-year-old corporal was found near Gaza's largest hospital. Tonight, CBS News has a rare look inside Al-Shifa and a peek into the elaborate tunnel network dug underneath the building that Israel and the United States say has been used by Hamas. President Biden spoke on the phone with the leader of Qatar today, whose country has a relationship with Hamas, to press him about the desperate need to release the hostages without further delay. CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb is in Tel Aviv, and he will start us off tonight. Good evening, Imtiaz. 
Nora, good evening. Well, Israeli forces showed us what it said are, quote, clear indications of a Hamas command center below Al-Shifa Hospital, an allegation that's been central to Israel's justification for its devastating military campaign across Gaza. It was under the cover of darkness our journey into Gaza began. We traveled in one of Israel's most sophisticated armored personnel carriers, called the Nama, or Tiger. This armored personnel vehicle is the only way for us to get to the Al-Shifa hospital, which is now surrounded by Israeli forces. It's been the epicenter of its battle here in Gaza City. On the view screen, the ghostly wreckage of Gaza City's devastated neighborhoods pass by. As we walk towards the badly damaged main Al-Shifa hospital complex, we're met by Israel's Shaldag Air Force Unit, which raided the hospital on Wednesday and have been searching it since. When Israeli forces arrived here, they discovered this. This, they say, is a Hamas tunnel that connects to a tunnel network underneath the Al-Shifa hospital, something they say Hamas has been using to launch attacks. We were then shown a collection of rifles and ammunition. The Israeli military says is more evidence of a Hamas command center. The criticism is, is that the evidence provided so far is underwhelming, that it doesn't show unequivocally that this was a Hamas command center. Well, it will take us time. This, just a second, this was not just one Hamas headquarter. This was at least three headquarters working simultaneously in the city and outside the city. And we this is a level of detail which we're not seeing, though. If you knew there's three separate command centers, but we can't see any of that. This is not, it's not uh, something you can see right now. We took most of the things out. But as Israel pushes ahead with its goal to destroy Hamas following its deadly October 7th attack and kidnappings, Hamas's leaders continue to deny it uses hospitals as cover for its tunnel networks or that Al-Shifa was a base for its command center. Now, as part of the conditions for our trip with Israeli forces into Gaza, we could only go where they wanted to take us and see what they wanted to show us. But Israel's army had no control over our final report. Nora. MTS Tayab, thank you. Back here at home, tech billionaire Elon Musk is under fire for spreading anti-Semitic and racist hate to his 160 million followers on X, formerly known as Twitter. Disney is just becoming the latest advertiser to flee the social media platform out of fear that their ads will appear next to hate speech. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House, where the Biden administration today condemned the promotion of what it called hideous anti-Semitic lies. The latest firestorm sparked by Elon Musk on his social media site X is now threatening to spread to his other companies, including SpaceX and electric car maker Tesla, as investors openly muse about selling stock. The controversy started Wednesday afternoon when Musk, the world's richest man, liked a post on X that claimed Jewish communities have a, quote, dialectical hatred against whites. You have said the actual truth, Musk responded. My first reaction was, grow up. Rabbi Abraham Cooper just met with Musk about anti-Semitism two months ago. I thought it was a kind of flippant statement, which I understood immediately will be embraced by anti-Semites and say, hey, Lamasque is in our camp. He understands us. He gets our pain. 
Tech giant IBM pulled its advertising from X, citing the, quote, entirely unacceptable situation. Lionsgate Entertainment followed suit. But this was not Musk's first foray into white nationalist sentiment. In 2018, he suggested that Jews own the press. He has amplified racist memes on his site and reinstated extremist accounts. I'll say what I want to say, and if... if, if uh the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Musk has made no attempt to walk back his latest comments. Linda Yaccarino, the CEO of X, did post that, quote, discrimination by everyone should stop across the board. This morning, even the White House waded in, saying, quote, we condemn this abhorrent promotion of anti-Semitic and racist hate in the strongest terms, which runs against our core values as Americans. This all comes, of course, against the backdrop of a huge surge in anti-Semitic sentiment across the U.S. In fact, just within the past 24 hours, the Department of Education launched discrimination investigations at seven schools, including Cornell and Columbia, after receiving complaints about anti-Semitic and Islamophobic incidents. Nora. That's a big development, Nancy Cordes. Thank you. And now to that breaking news. Police in New Hampshire are conducting an active shooter investigation at a state-run psychiatric hospital. Authorities say that the gunman is dead. CBS's Errol Barnett has the late-breaking details. Shooter is down right now. Uh, he is on the ground. Within minutes, New Hampshire State Police rushed to the state hospital in Concord late this afternoon after reports of an active shooter in the front lobby. It is unclear if there were any injuries. Police say this is still an active investigation. The suspect in this uh, situation is deceased. All patients are safe. Authorities say the shooting took place at the inpatient psychiatric hospital, a 185-bed facility manned by on-duty officers, and visitors must enter through metal detectors. The hospital grounds were immediately locked down as staff and patients were told to shelter in place. There is no active shooter threat to the public. The scene remains active as one suspicious vehicle has been located. And Nora, the police just confirmed on this late-breaking story that at least one person is deceased. And there is no motive uh, that has emerged yet, but we do know dozens of officers have responded to the scene and are investigating. Errol Barnett, thank you. On Capitol Hill, embattled Congressman George Santos is facing a third attempt to boot him from Congress. A new resolution to expel the Republican freshman was introduced today on the heels of a scathing report accusing Santos of stealing tens of thousands of dollars in campaign funds. We get new details now from CBS's Scott McFarlane. The measure to expel New York Congressman George Santos, introduced this morning by fellow Republican Michael Guest of Mississippi, says Santos must be held accountable in order to safeguard the public's faith in this institution. The development came one day after the House Ethics Committee, chaired by Guest, accused Santos of fraud, lies, and theft in a scathing 56-page report. The committee did not recommend formal punishment for Santos, but New York Republicans who've been calling for his expulsion for weeks say it could happen when Congress returns after Thanksgiving. We know George Santos. He's our natural disaster. We know it best. And we've been trying to get that point across for months now. A CBS News tally finds over the past 24 hours more than a dozen House members who previously opposed removing Santos say they now vote to do so. He already faces trial in New York in September on nearly two dozen federal criminal charges, including allegations he stole his donors' credit card numbers and made personal charges. 
The House Ethics Committee report adds new details, alleging Santos spent donor money on Botox, luxury shopping sprees, trips to the Hamptons and Atlantic City, and a subscription to the adult-only fans website. Maryland Democrat Glenn Ivey helped conduct the Ethics Committee probe into Santos. What struck you most from what you found? Just how repeated it was. I mean, it was just, it was just so brazen and obvious at some level. Santos insists he won't resign and has been denied due process by House investigators. Investigators who say he didn't cooperate with their probe. If he is booted, Nora, he'd be the sixth U.S. House member expelled ever. Scott McFarlane on the Hill for us. Thank you. Tonight, a college professor has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and the death of a Jewish man during a demonstration earlier this month over the Israel-Hamas war. CBS's Carter Evans reports California authorities have not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime. 50-year-old Loai Al-Naji made his first court appearance, being held for the death of 69-year-old Paul Kessler. Both were at dueling demonstrations. Al-Naji at a pro-Palestine rally, Kessler waving an Israeli flag. At one point, Kessler fell, hitting his head on the concrete. He died hours later. The charges, involuntary manslaughter and battery. We did not file murder because there was no intent on the defendant's part to commit one. Investigators say they've conducted at least 60 interviews and examined more than 600 pieces of evidence to reconstruct the moments leading up to the confrontation. Widely circulated video picks up after Kessler's fall. The suspect stayed on the scene and spoke with investigators. We cannot at this time meet the elements of a hate crime, but nevertheless, we will continue to explore and investigate that offense. Al Naji is a computer science professor at Moorpark Community College, where officials announced he's been placed on administrative leave. The site of violence now becoming a shrine to remember a husband of more than 40 years and a father of two. Paul Kessler was a man devoted to education, a man devoted to family. He wasn't going out looking for trouble. He was like any of us are, a member of our community who was caught up in a moment and was in the wrong place at the wrong time facing a neighbor. Now, Kessler's rabbi says he's in constant contact with leaders of all faiths, including the imam at the local mosque. He says it's more important now than ever to keep in communication to keep the calm. Nora. Well, that is good to hear. Carter Evans, thank you. We learned today that former First Lady Rosalind Carter is now under hospice care, according to her family. Mrs. Carter, now 96, has dementia. Her 99-year-old husband, former President Jimmy Carter, stopped medical intervention and is also home on hospice care. The Carters have been married for more than 77 years. Tonight, the Thanksgiving holiday getaway is already underway. Flexible work schedules mean millions of Americans are getting a jump start on Turkey Day travel. CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes a look at what could be a record week at the airports and on the roads. What used to be a four-day Thanksgiving holiday is now nearly a two-week travel extravaganza. Thursday, more than 2.5 million passed through airport checkpoints. And the nation's airlines expect that number to climb closer to 2.7 million starting today. I don't like flying either, but sometimes you have to fly. Trying to beat the crowds, definitely. 
The Trevesos found a good deal on flights leaving Fort Lauderdale today to see family in Puerto Rico. We don't want to travel next week when, when the airports are, are pretty crazy. Airlines expect nearly 30 million passengers to travel through the Monday after Thanksgiving, a new record, flying about 9% more people daily compared to last year. Next Sunday is expected to be the busiest day at airports ever, with the potential of 3.2 million passing through. Already this month, the TSA has screened more passengers than before the pandemic. We're expecting to see the most passengers departing from Atlanta, Denver, Dallas, and Los Angeles. Lines will be longest early morning and early afternoon for people heading out. More people are expected to drive, over 49 million according to AAA, making this the third busiest Thanksgiving ever. Drivers will see significantly lower prices at the pump, 39 cents cheaper than last year. Every penny drop in the national average saves Americans roughly $37 million every single day. Thanksgiving is still six days away, nearly a week out. The airlines expected today to be the fourth busiest of the holiday stretch. And here at Miami's airport, they're preparing for a record. They expect nearly two million holiday flyers, Nora. Looks busy. Chris Van Cleve, thanks so much. A pain and fever medicine for children is being recalled. What parents need to know, that's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now this consumer alert, Kinder Farms is recalling its pain and fever medicines for infants and kids because of an issue with the active ingredient. Health officials say this could potentially cause abdominal pain and nausea. Parents are advised to return the recalled products for a full refund. A hiker who had been missing for more than a week has been found. Rescue teams searched for 25-year-old Christy Perry after she didn't show up to her reserve campsite in Texas's Big Bend National Park. Her rental car was found near a trailhead. Perry was taken to a hospital for medical care. No word yet on her condition. Tonight, we're remembering the life and music of Cool in the Gang co-founder George Funky Brown. That's next. The drummer behind some of the most enduring dance floor hits of the 1970s and 80s has died after a battle with cancer. George Funky Brown of the legendary Cool in the Game. You know you danced to that song. Brown was a co-founder of the group and helped to write some of the biggest hits, including Celebration, Jungle Boogie, and Ladies' Night. He described his music as the sound of happiness. We agree. 
George Funky Brown was 74. On the Road is next with a story about senior living and young love. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Finally tonight, there's nothing like the feeling of young love at any age. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. The Cedar Lake Village Senior Living Center in Olathe, Kansas, isn't exactly known oh, for its single scene. Say, and I do like the way they make oatmeal here. Well, Don't I you think it's nice and creamy? But widowers Doris Kirks and Carl Kraus, both 96, found love nonetheless, and just last month became America's oldest newlyweds. It's a relationship that started on cue. Carl was one of the best billiard players in the building until she moved in and started beating the socks off him. Too bad, Carl. Were you surprised that she could shoot as well as she did? Yes, I was definitely surprised. She's a hustler. It's a good feeling to beat men. <laughs> Eventually, rivalry led to romance. Doris and Carl started exploring their shared interests. Carl thought they made beautiful music together and proposed, to which Doris responded, absolutely not. I wasn't looking for a man. <laughs> Ouch. Doris may have been a firm no, but Carl was a stubborn beau. So a couple months later, he asked again. Only this time he tried a whole different approach. Showed her the larger apartment he had in mind. So up we go to the second floor and went to this room. Uh, oh, it's pretty nice. And then he showed me the walk-in closet. And Doris says that sealed the deal. This could work. <laughs> Told him yes right then and there. What's it like to be loved for your walk-in closet? <laughs> it's okay. This is it. Of course, Doris says Carl also made more room in his heart. He told me he was dedicated to making this a happy marriage. Warms my heart. Chalk one up for true love. Steve Hartman. Congratulations. On the road in Olathe, Kansas. <laughs> we needed that this week. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.